Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good morning, everybody. It is Friday, March 31st, 2023, and everybody's talking about 3 Strict Tag. So we're going to go through it. And that is today in Web3. Good morning. Welcome back. Welcome back. So today we're going to talk about the Restrict Act. And a lot of people have been talking about the Restrict Act, but I think that I should give my opinion, go through my summary as well to make sure that we have the most information because, you know, the more information you collect on any topic, the more you know about it. Before we get into that, please make sure to like, subscribe, share, and leave us a comment wherever you're listening. If it's Apple Podcasts or on YouTube, make sure you help us promote the show so we can continue to grow. So let's get into the Restrict Act. The reason why we're talking about this right now, because obviously there's these hearings about TikTok. And the question is, how much do we want foreign governments having social media in our country? And that means TikTok obviously has ties back to China. Do we have Russia and Russian ties coming into our social media to use it for propaganda or try to sway us in certain ways to be for or against certain things that are aligned with the interests of Russia instead of the interests of America. And this is a big question. It's always been there. But now the government is trying to do something and make a decision on whether to allow TikTok and its ties to China in America. And for this podcast, I'm going to be mainly referring to a summary of the Restrict Act from J.D. Supra, and it was published on March 24th of 23. And before we get into the meat of this, what the Restrict Act is, we have to understand what the Restrict Act is aimed and aimed to do. What do they see the problems being? I talked about it just a little bit ago, but we have to have it in their words. So what are their concerns? Well, they have concerns over the potential threat posed by information and communications technology, or ICT, products and services such as TikTok in the United States. Economic and national security has been ruminating for some time now. To tackle this potential threat, on March 7th of 2023, a bipartisan group of U.S. senators led by Democrat Mark Reuner and Republican John Thune introduced a new piece of legislation called Senate Bill 686, titled Restricting the Emergence and Security Threats that Risk Information and Communities Technology Act, or the Restrict Act. Now, right out the gate, several Biden administration officials have publicly voiced their support for the Restrict Act, including Secretary of Commerce Gina Raimondo. We'll get to her in a little bit. Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco, and National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. If it becomes law, the Restrict Act will empower the Secretary of Commerce 
Two, take appropriate actions to identify and mitigate the risks associated with the ICT products and services. Remember, ICT is information and communication technology and impose civil and criminal penalties on anyone who violates and circumvents those measures. So really quick, who is Gina M. Raimondo? Well, she is the 40th U.S. Secretary of Commerce and was sworn in by Vice President Kamala Harris on March 3rd of 2021. She reports directly to the president. And please remember that because this is a way to bypass Congress, your elected officials, your House of Representatives, your senators to make decisions on social media directly from the executive branch. And people are comparing this to the Patriot Act because this is a way to bypass Congress for immediate emergency responses to threats outside in the name of national security, like the Patriot Act did when it came to surveillance and military action from the executive branch. So this is now giving the executive branch power in communications, social media, basically, we'll read this in a minute, everything that touches the internet. So let's break down what they say the problem is. It's the ability for tech companies, data brokers, and opaque terms of services to collect your data and weaponize it against you. Basically, they're saying foreign entities are doing this. It's not just GPS locations, your preferences, your likes, dislikes, but it's the ability to en masse give you information in real time. So what does that mean? We already know and have completely capitulated to every time that we mutter the word of a product, it magically shows up in our searches or on our timelines. You mentioned getting new tires on your car and all of a sudden in Google and Facebook, you get ads for your local tire service center. Weird, right? Well, Congress understands that data and the ability to serve you real-time information about any topic based on your likes, dislikes, locations, habits, what you watch, is very, very powerful. And so, they want to make sure that the Chinese government doesn't have this ability. And yeah, I did say GPS. Imagine you're walking by your state house in your state, and your feed then all of a sudden starts giving you more patriarch or unpatriarchal content, just based off your location. What does that do to you? How does that impact your experience of just being there? What do you feel? What do you think? What pops into your mind? The latest bad news of your government or the latest good news about your state government? These are the tools that we don't know are being used right now, but I mean, if you could do it with tires, if you could do it for your local shop, ordering the next thing on the internet, you can definitely do it in other categories, not just buying stuff, not just commerce, but also patriotism, ideology, and many, many more topics. So let's get into the summary of the Restrict Act. The Restrict Act, as presently drafted, authorize the Secretary of Commerce and the President to take appropriate measures against ICT products or services, or firms providing ICT products or services that are owned or controlled by foreign adversaries. Again, let's take a look at foreign adversaries. What does that mean? They continue, that are deemed to pose an undue or unacceptable risk on national security. Such measures can range from an outright prohibition of the ICT product or service to a mitigation of the assessed risk. Importantly, the proposed legislation contemplates a review process to identify and evaluate the potential risk, giving due attention to key considerations such as critical nature of the ICT products and services to national security. A foreign government or regime is designated as a foreign adversary. If the secretary finds that it is engaged in a long-term pattern or serious instances of conduct significantly adverse to the national security of the United States or the security and safety of the United States. And look, I'm not a fan of Tucker Carlson, but he brings up a good point, as we're going to hear right here. The Secretary of Commerce and the DNI, not the Congress, get to decide what foreign adversaries are. Transactions with foreign adversaries would include, quote, any acquisition, importation, transfer, installation, dealing in or use of any information and communications technology product or service including ongoing activities such as mandated services, data transmission, software updates, repairs, or the provision of data hosting services. Under this bill, if you engage in any of that with a so-called foreign adversary, as determined by, in this case, the Biden administration, 
That would allow the Secretary of Commerce, Gina Raimondo, and the Director of National Intelligence, Avril Haines, to decide whether you're acting in the, quote, interest of a foreign adversary. Again, that's another term that the executive branch, the Secretary of Commerce, gets to define without the interference of Congress. So you would be allowing the executive branch to regulate speech on the Internet. And if you are somehow involved with a, quote, foreign adversary, or let's say you oppose the war against Russia, you go to prison for 20 years. Now, look, I'm not going to comment on the current state of, of things, but he does bring up a good point. What if you are against the current thing? What if you are against the government's actions? Does that mean that there's a foreign entity that is come in here or foreign adversaries that has come in here and started to indoctrinate you? Do you get penalties? Do you have fines? What What is the slippery slope of this? And I will tell you, once uh, Tucker Carlson and AOC get on the same page about something, then we probably have something to look at. Seriously. Usually when the United States is proposing a very major move that has something to do with significant risk to national security, one of the first things that happens is that Congress receives a classified briefing. And I can tell you that Congress has not received a classified briefing around the allegations of national security risks regarding TikTok. So why would we be proposing a ban regarding such a significant issue without being clued in on this at all? It just doesn't feel right. So what are the broad enforcement powers of the Restrict Act? Well, as proposed, the Restrict Act grants the Secretary of Commerce broad authority to take any action necessary to carry out its responsibilities. Such authority explicitly includes establishing rules, regulations, and procedures as the Secretary considers appropriate, issuing guidance and advisory opinions, and conducting investigations of violations of any authorization, order, mitigation measure, regulation, or prohibition issued under the Restrict Act. The key enforcement of this would be the Department of Justice, and the Restrict Act outlines unlawful acts that can result in civil and criminal penalties. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. These unlawful acts include both violations or any... These unlawful acts... These unlawful acts include both violations of any regulation, order, direction, mitigation measure, prohibition, or other authorizations or directives issued under it. As drafted, a criminal violation will require specific intent, proof that an unlawful act was committed willfully. Civil violations can result in fines up to $250,000. That's civil violations, by the way. Criminal penalties can result in fines up to $1 million and 20 years in prison. There's also talk that VPNs could fall directly under the Restrict Act. What is a VPN? Well, it's a virtual private network. It's a service that provides users with secure encrypted connections to the internet. When you connect to a VPN, your internet traffic is routed through a remote server, and your IP address is replaced with one belonging to the VPN provider. 
This helps to hide your online activities and protect your privacy, as well as bypassing restrictions or censorship imposed by the government, workplaces, or schools. In addition to the security and privacy benefits, a VPN can also be used to access geo-restricted content such as streaming services or websites that are only available in certain countries. By connecting to a server in a different location, you can appear as if you're accessing the internet from said location to gain access to the things that might be otherwise blocked. Okay, so now that we got all of that, here's the problem in a nutshell. Companies and governments know the power of having access to this data, both in real time and batch data. The United States government doesn't want China and Russia to have access to the same tools on the American people as they do. And those tools I'm talking about is Facebook, Instagram, and so on and so forth. Not only is it very lucrative, but it's a tool that can be used with precision. We've allowed the abuse of your data to run amok. We never thought that when we signed into Facebook 20 years ago to share a picture with your friends or keep up with family, that the usage would be collected, bought, sold, and becoming one of the best tools for manipulation and surveillance. And I 100% don't agree with the people that tell you, well, what did you expect for a free service? If there's not a product, then you are the product. That is true in hindsight, but it's a failure of Congress and regulations to act to protect you, the people, your speech, and your data. And I believe data is speech. Your data, what you do, is part of who you are and your speech, privacy. What we really need is for Congress to create some sort of guardrails for the tech to operate. It's not about banning this one and allowing this one. It's about making sure that you have control of your data. Let's find a way to protect your digital identity and allow you to give and restrict access to what you see, how you interact, what data is given, not someone else. One of the very hypocritical and I think ironic arguments that a lot of people have is that they point to that TikTok in China is different than TikTok in America for kids. By the way, TikTok's name in China is Douyin, and they have restrictions for kids because they understand the power of these tools to influence, manipulate, shape, and that are addictive. I mean, that's why I took social media off my phone because I'm 100% addicted to it. I was spending like eight, nine hours of screen time taking that off my phone. I'm down to about two. Oh, and I also have a conscious effort to turn off the phone now when I'm listening to podcasts so it doesn't mess up my screen time, but I'm down to about two hours a day. Just take it off your phone. Trust me, it's better for you. But some of the restrictions that they have in China is they have an age limit restriction for TikTok. Chinese regulations require that users be at least 14 years old to use the app. Screen time is limited for kids to 40 minutes a day, and it's only accessible between 6 a.m. and 10 p.m. Restricted features, they have no access to live streaming or the ability to comment on videos. And they have parental controls, including the ability to restrict content, limit screen time, and control who their child can interact with on the app. Now, like I said, this all comes down to who's in control. And I still think, and I think that there needs to be a solution of a universal way for people to access the internet. There has to be some kind of digital identification and ways for you to individually control what you see, how you see it, what data is shared, and if you, they want to get your data from you, then they, they can offer you an incentive to either pay for it or other incentives. Hopefully, we're smart enough to say, hey, I don't want to give you that data because of what you can do with it. But we need a way to control our digital self in the way that we can control our physical self. Look, I'm going to go down a nerd rabbit hole really quick, and I hope this isn't the place where I lose you. I'm going to talk about Dune. And there's something in Dune called the Butlerian Jihad. The whole Dune saga lore is called the Butlerian Jihad. And this is the point in Dune history where people rose up against thinking machines. And a lot of people have misinterpreted that as the thinking machines were controlling the people, kind of like in Matrix or an AI controlling people or some sort of like Isaac Asimov sort of iRobot sort of thing. This is different because they weren't rising up against these thinking machines because the thinking machines were in control. 
They knew that the thinking machines were controlled by people. People built these thinking machines and the algorithms, the outputs that they give you, the information that they told you, the way that they acted was all part of the programming. And so even though you were dependent on these thinking machines, and even though these thinking machines controlled every aspect of your life from in Dune, it was navigation was a big one, but also every other aspect, they knew that somebody built this, some corporation built this, somebody programmed it, somebody designed it, and somebody made it, and now they gave it or sold it to you. And that's why people rose up against these machines. Because in Dune, they knew that it was the people versus the people and the machines was the conduit of the control of the people the outcome that the machines were told you and the reliance that you have on these thinking machines influenced how things were done and so when i heard about the dune butlerian jihad it made me think about what we're going through right now the evolution that we're having as people algorithms tiktoks social medias we have this whole conversation about autonomous vehicles and of course, we know the autonomous vehicle, trolley on a train track, who they kill. Do you flip the switch? Who flips the switch? Who programmed to flip the switch to go kill six people on this one track or one person on that track? When you're talking about driverless cars, dr cars driving themselves, it's whoever programmed them. And then you have to ask, is the outcome going to be different depending on the different religion, the different sex, the different culture, the different language of the person who is programming the autonomous vehicle? And therefore, how is that going to influence society? Is it Elon Musk that decides how the autonomous vehicle should act? Is it Congress? Is it the majority? Is it the minority? Do we need to have a supermajority? Or should it be up to the individual? Should it be up to me how I interact with that car? Those are the questions we're having. But I can tell you right now that right now in the state that we are in as a society, these thinking machines, I'm going to call them algorithms, and more and more it's going to be chat GPT and AI is going to be dictating, influencing, manipulating how the outcome of everything, what we do, is going to be processed, is going to be implemented. And it's not the thinking machine's fault. It is the people who program it. And this might not be malicious. It just might be the simple checks and balances that they want to put in to protect society, to protect individuals, to make sure that everything is fair and equal and equitable. So the ChatGPT doesn't start on a racist rant or to be anti-Semitic, or to be pro-Hitler, or to be ultra-nationalistic, insert your nation here. Those are things that a lot of people say that maybe, yeah, we don't want our AI to go down those routes. But even with the good intent, it's being programmed by culture, by identity, by individuals, and so on and so forth. Therefore, we are getting the version of individuals that these programmers, these creators want. And so there is my Dune, Butler, and Jihad, algorithm, social media, AI autonomous driving reference it all goes back to the restrict act who's in control I want to say that the individual needs to be in control and we can do that by making guardrails and making a standard so you can control your data you can design your algorithm and you can program what you your kids and everybody can see not other people serving you ads and content and videos based off of these other things, these preferences, these likes, these dislikes, locations, and so on and so forth, and trying to direct you to buy and trying to direct you to think a certain way and trying to direct you to produce certain outcomes. And besides rising up against the algorithm, rising up against these thinking machines and destroying all technology, I think that's the only solution is to try to first 
put the power into the individual hands. That's today in Web3, and until Monday, happy hodling, everyone. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.